What do you mean you didn't send us a book? We got this weird book in the mail last week. You're the only one who sends us stuff like this, Mom. Uh, Girls, you know I would have let you know if I was going to send you something. Which, uh, by the way, did you get the itty-bitty gas lamps I sent you? Yes, and they're adorable. But that's not the point, Mom. If you didn't send us the book, who did? I have no idea. Well, your Auntie Bridget's name is in this book, Mom. There was even a blank note with letterhead with her name on it. What does the letterhead look like? It's all black letters with pretty swoopy penmanship. It almost looks handwritten. That's definitely Auntie Bridget. She used to write me little notes all the time and send them to me in the mail. I used to love getting her letters, even though she lived down the street. Do you still have them? Of course I do. All of her belongings are in a storage unit downtown. It was all left to my mother and I, and we didn't have the heart to sell any of it. The plot thickens. Do you think we'd be able to see some of Auntie Bridget's stuff? The storage facility is closed due to the pandemic at the moment, but maybe I'll call your Nana and ask her if she's heard from Bridget. Do you think Nana knows about this book? Yeah, maybe Nana sent it. I doubt it. But it couldn't hurt to ask. She was really upset about Bridget's disappearance, though. Even now, she still doesn't like to talk about it. That's why I don't think she sent you the book. But I'll certainly ask if she's maybe heard from her. This could mean she's alive, girls. Listeners, we may have cracked a cold case. Yeah, If we can find out where this was sent from, maybe we can trace it. Slow down there, Paul Holes. Let's rule out your Nana first. Okay, fine. Wait, who's Paul Holes? He's the cold case detective that helped catch the Golden State Killer. Keep up. Yeah, Ellie, keep up. Shut up. Be nice to each other, you two. Yes, Mommy. All right, well, I'll let you two get back to solving mysteries. I'll give you a ring after I talk to Nana. But brace yourselves. Auntie Bridget is a touchy subject for her. She may not tell me anything. That's okay, Mom. Thanks for offering to talk to her. Yeah, I don't think it would be a good idea if we did. If she doesn't like talking about her and we're not supposed to know about her, she'd probably shut down pretty quick. You know your Nana. She'll hold all of her emotions in the middle of her chest and keep them there. And maybe admit to one feeling after some whiskey. (laughs) Yes, well, I'll talk to you both soon. I love you. Talk soon. Love you. Bye. Bye, girls. Well, that was, uh, enlightening. Do you think Auntie Bridget is still alive? That would have to mean that she's been in hiding all this time. Yeah, but... Hiding from who? Or what? Could that be why she sent us the book? Who knows? This book is... I don't know. Do you think it's listening to us? What if it knows where Auntie Bridget is? Ellie, that sounds a little out of left field. Does it, though? A sentient book? Ellie, I know you've got an artistic mind, but maybe we need to get a little fresh air. What if we got another perspective on this? Oh, that's a good idea, actually. 
Maybe let's go for a walk, clear our heads, and I'll give Mel a call. She's in my program, but her specialty is written language and its evolution. This is the same aforementioned Mel, the amazing scholar and artist who held her very own art exhibit. Yep, she's fabulous. Hello. Hey, Mel. How are you? Oh, I've been managing drowning in readings and papers, and for once, I'm thankful for it. Same. Oh, you remember my sister Ellie, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Hey, Ellie, it's really nice to see you. It's nice to see you, too. Good to know there are other people out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what's up? You said you had a weird question? Yeah, um, I have a bit of a, well... An out-of-the-blue kind of question. It involves a book. Ooh, you know I love books. That you do. That's why I figured you'd be the best person to ask. Well, thank you. What do you want to ask? Well, I uh, think it's best if we just yeah. show you. <gasps> Ooh, wow. Hmm, that, that looks really old. Where did you get it? It was sent to us in the mail. No return address? No. And it wasn't that weird scam thing that was going on? Definitely not. It... Well, let me just open it. Wait, is that supposed to be a... A clock? Yes. Yeah. Wait. Cordy. <gasps> oh. Oh, holy shit. What? The hands, they've moved. Last time we looked at this picture of the clock, I could have sworn the hands were in different places. They had been pointing in opposite directions when we first opened the book. Now, now it looks like they're pointing in the same direction. Oh, what's that word there? It's kind of hard to make out. It looks like Latin, um, essay. To be. And on the other side of the clock, Non-essay. Not to be. What did you get your hands on, Cordy? No idea. We thought it was some kind of vintage volume our mom found in a thrift shop. But we called and she didn't send it to us. And it has the name of a relative we've never met inside. Whoa. How strange. What's even stranger is that this particular relative disappeared a long time ago. Gone without a trace. There's no way she could know about us. Unless she's been in hiding all this time. Those were our thoughts, exactly. But why send it now? Maybe she knew how bored we get during quarantine? <laughs> Speak for yourself. I have like eight and a half assignments I could be doing right now. Me too, but this is way more interesting. So what's the book about? It reads a bit like a how-to guide, but it's a little haunted. Haunted? What? Uh, one of the entries in it was instructions on how to suddenly change your shoe size uh, by cutting off uh, pieces of your feet. Oh, mm. that's, that's one way. Some of the entries are pretty lighthearted, though. The first <laughs> one we read was how to find your way home when lost in the woods. Oh, okay. Well, do you think you could read me one? I'm so intrigued. 
Uh, we usually do a three and one rule. Where one of us picks three entries, and the other one picks one out of those three. But in this case, since you're our impromptu special guest, why don't we let Mel pick the entry? Oh, Sounds good to me. Can I be the one to pick them, though? Sure, Brad. <gasps> oh, okay, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Comet Magic Potions, Tinctures for All Seasons, page 467. Star Blinding, page 330, subsection Omega, and... Ouch! My paw. And other times not to trust tigers. Page 1,030. Page 1,030? Wow. How many pages does this book have? That's a lot of pages. Um, let's do Ouch My Paw. In honor of Tiger King. That that sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's see what Joe Exotic wish he knew. <laughs> All right. As people have moved into cities, encroached on wilderness, and developed weapons to render such beasts inert, we have lost our fear for creatures like lions, bears, tigers, and most... Oh my. Yes. <laughs> oh, but most dangerously, hippopotami. Ooh. Well, except for baby Fiona. Right. She's precious and we must I protect her. I love her. <laughs> well, that is why, I think. Yes. Okay. And we opt <laughs> for awe and wonder. I mean, she's really That makes cute. sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While a healthy appreciation and respect for nature is much needed, one must remember that these creatures are highly invested in our failure to recognize them as honed, cunning, and treacherous. Ooh. Tigers, while less intelligent than the average house cat. <laughs> don't let the tigers read this entry. <laughs> tigers, while less intelligent than the average house cat, put the vast majority of their talents into tricks, manipulation, and the dramatic ending of lives from the deadly gifts nature has given them. In broad strokes, if they are alive, they are trying to either eat you or extinguish you as a threat. Regardless of thorny paw, toothache, or crimped tail, you are simply no match on foot. Oh, it's like the tiger from the Jungle Book. So true. Is there more? Mm-hmm, there is. Uh, there are, however, instances in which one can, in fact, trust a tiger. Tigers are lazy, but they have no intention of being seen as such. Offer a tiger a gift of food, and with enough groveling, it will insouciantly allow you to pass. Oh, he's just hangry. Yeah. As well, tigers are excessively proud. And should you come across one, bargaining your life on a good riddle can often help you weasel your way out of a devouring. Better yet, propose that the last tiger you saw, called the one before you, stupid, filthy, languorous, or cheap. And the tiger is sure to start a fight with the other tiger rather than pick their teeth with you this is best performed if there is in fact at least one other tiger nearby if the other tiger is present laud and debate the merits of both 
Well, it's a little shorter than the standard entry, but you get the idea. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that was... Yeah. See what we mean? <laughs> yeah. What a fascinating find. And there's no publisher or date listed? Uh-uh. Uh, the only authority mentioned at all is in the publisher's note. But the company's name is impossible to read. Hmm. So they left a note, but no name. Yeah, it's this long, strange letter that sounds like a lawyer's wet dream. It kind of almost reads like a contract. Wow. I wonder. You didn't give the book your name, did you? I, uh, mm, What do you mean by give it our names? Did you write your names anywhere in the book? We did. But there were two little lines at the bottom of the publisher's note. And, you know, Mel, the page wouldn't turn unless we signed it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, dear. What? What? I just... Okay, this sounds a lot like the stories I used to read about the fey folk. Like, this book sounds like something they would write. Oh my, I didn't, I didn't even put that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't either. Nana always told us to stay away from the Fae. Yeah, mm-hmm. and okay, I'm totally not trying to freak you out, but I am a little superstitious, as you know. Has anything weird happened around the house? Or have you had any bad or, like, strange dreams? Not yet? Not that I could tell. No. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. You know, maybe I'm wrong. It does sound a little crazy saying it out loud. (laughs) Now we have been feeling a little crazy since we got this thing. Its entire existence is a mystery, and it only seems to get more complex. Well, did you ask anyone else in your family if it's some kind of heirloom? Our mom said she'd ask our Nana about... Well... About the relative that went missing. Her name was Bridget. Oh my god, like like the goddess. Um, I, gu- I guess so. Maybe she was named after her. We don't know. Like, we've never heard of her. She was our Nana's sister, but she went missing when our mom was a teenager, and now nobody talks about her. And her name is in the book as well? Yep. There was also a note with her letterhead in the box when it arrived. Yeah, We decided to try doing one of those unboxing videos, but the footage got all corrupted. So we took the the audio and started reading the entries in podcast form. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Maybe when things are a little safer, I could take a look at it. It sounds like a piece of history or something. Yeah. I just hope it's not housing a trickster god or anything. Well, yeah, I I don't think so. But I would be careful sleeping in the house with it. Maybe put it in a box each night, just in case. Oh, that's some solid advice. Let me know if you find anything else out about your great aunt. What a strange and wonderful tale this is turning out to be. Yeah, strange being the operative word. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for your input, Mel. I really appreciate it. Uh, But we'll let you get back to the million assignments you have going. Of course. You know I'm always ready to talk about the odd and mystical. That's why you were the first person I called. Bye, Mel. Thank you. I feel honored. Talk soon. And 
maybe sprinkle some salt around your house, just in case. Love you both. Bye. Bye. I'm going to get the salt shaker right now. I still can't believe the clock hands moved. Let's look and see if they moved again. Uh, no, still pointing to Esse. Yeah. Oh my god. Ellie, look at this. What? Is it me, or is there a third line under this book belongs to? I, uh, Oh my god. There is. This is... Let's just close the book. Yeah. I feel like I need to go to church or something. Jesus is a biscuit. <laughs> Let him sop you up. <laughs> <sighs> well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We know that this was a most unusual episode, but we are very grateful that you stayed with us. Tune in next week to see if our Nana told our mom anything. Or if the book's clock hands moved again. Or if the Fae have come to claim our souls because we gave them our <laughs> I hope we don't die. Goodbye. Doodles. The Legendary Handbook was created and developed by Caitlin Chin, Miriam Bloom, Unique Trapman O'Brien, and Gabrielle Cerubo. It was written by Gabrielle Cerubo, Unique Trepman O'Brien, Jen Kowitz, Gregory D.A. McDonald, and Zihope Simon. It was produced by Caitlin Chin and Cirque Tanui. Edited by Alex Santulo, Caitlin Chin, and Gabrielle Cerubo. And our voiceover actors were Cordelia, played by Kate Conover, Eleanor, played by Gabrielle Cerubo, Fiona, by Jossia Reese, and Mel, by Megan Andrew. The original music was composed by Andina. Thanks for listening, everyone, and see you next time.